You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker, and not with me today is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Sometimes life just gets a little bit crazy and prevents you from going forward with what you had planned, and that's exactly what happened to us this week between Real jobs and headaches and health concerns. Don't worry, everybody is COVID-free. But regardless, we weren't able to get together to record our standard preview show for the 49ers game coming up this weekend for your Miami Dolphins. So we're going to shortly go to a segment where Aaron the Brain gives his preview, breaks down the Miami at San Francisco game so that you can get his thoughts on that one. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at same old dolphins. That's the show account. Uh, our personal accounts are I'm at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. That's at Aaron the Brain. And we invite you to download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can do the same thing on Spotify. You can do it on Stitcher, SoundCloud. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find the same old dolphin show. Of course, every episode of the same old dolphin show is also available at Dolphins Talk. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins, so make sure you visit DolphinsTalk.com every single day. It's going to be a very helpful thing for you when you're trying to get the latest news about your Miami Dolphins. So here's what today's show is going to look like. In a moment, we'll go to the Brains preview. He spends 10-15 minutes talking about everything that you need to know in this game and makes his prediction. We'll come back from that. I'll read some some of the uh, listeners, one hot take, and we'll share all of those with you, and then I will make my prediction as well. But before we get into all of that, I also have to tell you that every episode of The Same Old Dolphin Show is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one men's grooming company in the world. Head over to manscaped.com and get yourself some grooming utensils. And, and when I talk about grooming utensils, I'm not talking about a comb and a brush. I'm talking about the lawnmower 3.0 so that you can make sure that you are good to go, neat and clean, under the belt, if you know what I mean. So that's the lawnmower 3.0. Then take care of yourself with some ball toner and some ball deodorant. That'll help you go the extra mile when it comes to whatever your situation is with, uh, well, if you've got somebody exploring your under the belt area, well, that ball toner and that ball deodorant, gentlemen, 
going to help you out. So we invite you to head over to manscaped.com and use the promo code DOLPHINSTALK when you check out. You're going to save 20% off of your order. Again, that's promo code DOLPHINSTALK, D-O-L-P-H-I-N-S-T-A-L-K, promo code DOLPHINSTALK, and save 20% off of your order at manscaped.com. Here is Aaron the Brain with his preview of the Dolphins at 49ers game coming up this Sunday. I'm a diehard Dolphin fan. I don't care who don't like it. If you don't like what I'm saying right now, you can kiss my whole family ass. I love the Dolphins. The San Francisco 49ers are going to pose a difficult challenge to the Miami Dolphins. But that said, the 49ers come into this game with significant injury woes, and that gives the Dolphins a chance to compete in this game. The final injury reports look like they have finally been released. And on San Francisco's side of the ball, while they did have some good news where they will be getting Jimmy Garoppolo back, he will be starting and returning in this game. It does appear that they're going to be without Ezekiel Ansah and several players on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, they are going to be without Dante Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, and Kawan Williams, in addition to already having on the IR Nick Bosa and D. Ford. So significant injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And on the offensive side of the ball, while they do get Jimmy Garoppolo back, they may be without Debo Samuel and Raheem Mostert, who are both listed as questionable at this point and look like they are heading towards game time decisions. And on the offensive side of the ball, when San Francisco has the ball, if they are without Mostert and without Debo Samuel, they are a significantly less explosive team. Now, they still do a great job up front of creating running lanes, and they do a great job with all of their window dressing and shifts and motion of creating angles and creating space for whoever is going to be their running back. In, in all likelihood, if it's not Mostert, it will be Jarek McKinnon who gets the brunt of the, of the playing time there uh, for them at, at running back. But really, this offense runs through George Kittle. They're all world tight end, the best tight end in the league. And that will be the biggest challenge for the Dolphins in this game. But I think the Dolphins have the capability of at least having some players that can match up with him to contain Kittle. Uh, Eric Rowe will obviously be the biggest piece of this puzzle, but also I think you'll see a fair amount of Brandon Jones on him. I think you might get a little bit of Noah Igbenogany on him. You may get a little bit of Bobby McCain. You probably will get uh, some linebackers, whether it's Jerome Baker, Kyle Van Noy, Kamu Grigier-Hill. I think it's going to take a team effort. I think if Miami has the luxury of not having to worry about a Debo Samuel or a Raheem Mostert coming out of the backfield, those kinds of speed guys that you absolutely have to know where they are every time they're on the field, I think it allows them to play some bracket coverage and really hone in and double team George Kittle because ultimately 
he's going to be the, the, the focal point of that offense, at least of the passing game, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo back. Uh, I think it's definitely, it's definitely going to be the aspect that the, of the 49ers offense that the Dolphins need to pay the most attention to. Of course, they're also going to need to stop the run because everything that San Francisco does on offense is predicated on stopping the run, getting into those third and short situations where it can be very difficult to stop them because let's face it, it's, it's going to be, look, you could do a great job on, on George Kittle. It's going to be difficult to keep him from catching those six, seven yard routes. You just have to stop him from making big plays and you have to be able to stop him, stop San Francisco from consistently being able to get him the ball, uh, get him easy catches when they need to go to him, particularly on third down. So I think the biggest matchup for the Dolphins on the defensive side of the ball is really going to be how they handle George Kittle and then. And whether that's Eric Rowe, whether it's a combination of double teams between Rowe and a linebacker, whether it's Brandon Jones, Noah Benogany, or or Bobby McCain. Ultimately, I think there's going to be a lot of different guys that, that draw that assignment, and it's going to take a great team effort to stop a great player like that. And then the other place on the defensive side of the ball is, look, up front, they've got to do a good job of containing the San Francisco run game. If they can stop the ground game and and get San Francisco on their heels a little bit, if Miami can start fast and, and get San Francisco in a position where they're a little bit one-dimensional, it, obviously when you get anybody one-dimensional, it makes them far easier to defend. But particularly this San Francisco team, which doesn't have the explosive playmakers that have really given the Dolphins the the trouble particularly in the games against Buffalo and Seattle uh those those big play receivers if Debo Samuels doesn't play uh or isn't 100% then that's probably not a big concern here and and one of the positives that we didn't mention on the on the Dolphins side of the injury report is that the Dolphins are going to get Byron Jones back in this game who's arguably the Dolphins' best cover corner, best man cover corner. And with the way Xavier Howard has progressed over the first month of the season, uh, this is kind of what you were waiting for, uh, to have Xavier Howard on one side, Byron Jones on the other, two elite corners locking down their halves of the field and really uh, allowing the Dolphins to place a man coverage, allowing... Uh, a little bit more freedom for the linebackers and for the safeties and and for the defensive coordinator Josh Boyer to to get a little creative in dialing up some blitzes and when they do you can create pressure against this San Francisco defensive front again it's really important to get San Francisco to a point where you know that they're passing the ball because that's when you can really pin your ears back and I think success can be had. The Dolphins will be without Shaq Lawson in this game, uh, who is a scratch after dealing with a shoulder injury that he got that he hurt against Seattle and he's also had an illness this week. Uh, so uh, taking his place, you're probably going to see extended playing time from Zach Sealer, who's really done a nice job with his limited snaps. And you may see uh fifth round rookie 
Jason Strobridge making his NFL debut. So it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins' defensive line can handle both uh, the San Francisco running game and also to see if they can get some pressure on the quarterback. And I don't, I would not be surprised if the Dolphins dialed up a few more blitzes in this game to really put some pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, especially considering he's coming off of an angle injury. And even though he is set to start, I think you want to test that ankle out, see what happens uh, if you can if you can hit Jimmy Garoppolo early or if you can at least pressure him, force him to move off of his spot in the pocket, see how he's moving back there because if he's not moving well, uh, he, you could throw him off of his game. It's a recipe for creating turnovers. Now when the Dolphins have the ball, San Francisco, like I said, missing a lot of players from the from that defense and a lot of key players from that defense and it's all on the defensive line and in the secondary at cornerback and that means that the Dolphins offensive line if they were healthy should have uh should be able to protect Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Fitzpatrick should be able to find some places to throw the ball however Austin Jackson is out for this game, the Dolphins' rookie left tackle, who has played so well in the first four weeks of his NFL career, is out, and he's on the injured reserve, which means he will miss at least three games, and this throws everything into disarray, because who do you put at left tackle? Jesse Davis played the majority of last season at left tackle, did not play at a particularly high level, uh, he would be a candidate to move over to left tackle, which would m- likely mean that Robert Hunt would then uh, move over to to the starting spot at right tackle. Uh, the other place that they could go, a couple of options, they could go Julian Davenport and keeping the rest of the offensive line the same. The other thing they, they that they could do is they could shift Eric Flowers from left guard over to left tackle. And then um, whether it's Michael Dieter or Adam Pankey or potentially uh, Robert Hunt or maybe putting Jesse Davis at left guard and Hunt at right tackle, I think probably the most natural move is to go Julian Davenport. There's been talk about his improvement this offseason. That said... You know, that remains to be seen. So I I think that that's definitely going to be a key matchup to watch uh, to see if San Francisco can apply pressure on that side. I expect the Dolphins to probably cover up that side with with a tight end whenever they can. Uh, But Durham Smythe is going to be out in this game as well. So he's the Dolphins' best blocking tight end. Um, So you might see the Dolphins uh, maybe shifting things over there. Uh, as far as putting an extra blocker on that side or just calling plays to kind of move away from there. But at, at a certain point, there's only so much you can do. Uh, if, if Julian Davenport does get the start at left tackle, he is going to be on his own and you're just going to have to hope that he, he does the job. And if he doesn't do the job, then you're going to have to probably game plan, uh, as far as, uh, draw plays, screen passes, and do little things like that to keep San Francisco off balance. But the biggest thing that you can do to keep San Francisco off balance is run the football effectively. Miles Gaskin has been very solid in the early going. And while San Francisco's defense 
poses a threat or poses a, a, a challenge, I should say, on the defensive line and and stops the run at a at a pretty solid rate. Uh, they're not elite in that regard, and and in fact, they if they have been elite in one area of defense, it would actually be in their past defense. But with several corners missing, I think this is a big day potentially for guys like Devonte Parker and uh, Isaiah Ford, maybe Preston Williams, Jakeem Grant is questionable. He may not play in this game. If he doesn't play, that may mean more playing time for Lynn Bowden Jr., the rookie who we got in the trade back from uh, Las Vegas for Raekwon McMillan. So I think there will be opportunities here for Ryan Fitzpatrick to move the ball, uh, but I think this is also a very well-coached San Francisco defense. I don't think they're going to give up big plays, and frankly, the Dolphins haven't really shown a propensity to get very many big plays. It's been one of the bigger criticisms right now of Ryan Fitzpatrick in the early portion of the season and the Dolphins offense in general is how do you create those big plays? Because if you don't create those big plays, then you're relying on these 10, 12, 15 plays drives to try to get into the end zone. And what we've seen in the early portion of the season and in particular last week is that when the Dolphins get into the red zone, they struggle to finish drives. So that's probably going to be a continued story coming into this game. And we'll see how the Dolphins can progress in that regard. It's prediction time coming into the season. This this was one on the schedule that I think everybody circled and said, this is one game that the Dolphins have no chance of winning. Going into San Francisco, cross-country trip against the defending NFC champs, uh, one of the favorites to return to the Super Bowl, if not win the whole thing. But that said, because of the injuries, this team is very vulnerable. You saw it last week in a loss to Philadelphia, who is not playing at any kind of high level. San Francisco is very beatable. Obviously, getting Jimmy Garoppolo back will be huge for the 49ers and will certainly make this a more challenging game than it would have been otherwise. But this is a very winnable game for a Dolphins team that has seemingly progressed each week, even though their 1-3 and three record would say otherwise. I believe that the Dolphins have gotten better each week, and I think that that progress continues, and they really take the fight to San Francisco, and I think we're looking at a really close game. I think the Dolphins will move the ball against San Francisco's defense. Again, I do think they will struggle to finish drives, but I think they'll put some points up on the board, and when San Francisco has the ball, while getting Jimmy Garoppolo back will certainly be a help, I don't think this is an offense that will light up the scoreboard against the Dolphins. I think we're looking at a close relatively low scoring game and I've got the Dolphins pulling the upset Miami goes into San Francisco and walks away with a 19 to 17 victory oh, oh my god good god almighty so there you have it that's Aaron the Brains preview of the Dolphins at 49ers game and before I give you my thoughts on this one, I want to share with you, as we always do, 
Some thoughts from our listeners. Every week we we put out a request from at same old dolphins on Twitter asking everybody for their hashtag one hot take ahead of the Dolphins upcoming game. And as always, we got a lot of really great responses, so we're going to go through them right now. Austin Dobbins says, Matt Breida over 100 yards from scrimmage against his former team. Oh, Matt Breida revenge game. Let's see. Dolphins talk. This is Mike from Dolphins talk. Says Fitzpatrick gets benched for Tua in the second half. Uh, a lot, a lot of talk about Tua this week. Uh, Devonte pops off so hard he goes for two hundred plus yards. That's from at Ground Otter. I like that prediction. That's a good one. Uh, Joe Hedberg eighty seven says the Dolphins will have their first hundred yard rusher since twenty eighteen. Is that right? Has it been that long since the Dolphins had somebody rush for hundred yards? That that seems incorrect, but then again, maybe maybe not, given how atrocious the running backs were last year. So, uh, well, maybe we'll have a hundred yard rusher. Maybe Miles Gaskin, maybe Matt Breida get in there for a hundred yards on the ground. Big E, the new chief brand officer for DolphinsTalk.com, says the Miami Dolphins will win thirty four to seventeen, and Preston Williams will have two touchdown catches. I like that take from Big E. At Don underscore underscore story says 32-24 Niners. Dolphins will score a TD late with a Fitzpatrick scramble. Fail to convert the onside kick. Well, that sounds a lot like what happened at the end of that game against Seattle last week. Let's see. Morty B at no blind follower says Tua gets at least one snap. Again, a lot of buzz about Tua. This week, we'll see. Maybe he will make an appearance. We'll see. Uh, well, the Navarone Gun says Tua provides great moral support from the bench as the Finns win 35-10. to 10. Boy, a, a lot of people who really want to see Tua and think it's time are going to be, I don't know what their reaction is if Fitzpatrick leads the Dolphins to a 35-10 to 10 victory. That would be a huge, huge result. Let's take a look. What else do we have here? Uh, Chez. At all, Chez 1127 says Lynn Bowden scores a touchdown on a double reverse. Oh, oh, I love it. Let's see if we get some of that action. That would be nice. Let's see. At main, 3vent305 says Gaskin 125 APR and a touchdown. I love it. I like the sound of that. A lot of positive takes here. Oh, Noah DuPont at Noah's a dork. He says this. One of my all-time favorite movies, and I mean that completely unironically. I love A League of Their Own. Sam says, we will lose, then finally get Tua next week. I'm sure there are actually quite a few people who have that belief. Uh, Let's see. Turo at Turo23 says, Matt Breida is going to have a monster game. Again, some more positivity there for Matt Breida. I like it. Uh, at the Alex Johns, say Dolphins win by a field goal. I like it. I like the sound of that. Probably leaving a little bit late there. 
Let's see. At Jojo Murray 34 says Tua comes in for Fitz after a poor start. Again, we're hearing some more of that. Getting more ideas that maybe we'll see a little bit of Tua this week. We figure we always are going to get some of that until Tua finally does make his appearance. Let's see. At Chris James Yo says we don't crack 40 rushing yards, but still win. Hey, I'll take it. Whatever way it comes, I will take it. And let's see. It's Jose underscore says Tua will play this week. Again, carrying on, carrying on the theme that we hear a lot of people going with. Let's see. At Emilio, uh, that's Emilio says fish treading water as they wait for the new tide one day. Oh, well, that's that's a pretty same old dolphin situation. But hopefully that new tide is coming and uh, it's coming because uh, there's a guy named Tua Tungabailoa waiting in the wings. At Rollo, 5629477, says the Dolphins winning an upset, 27-24. Hashtag fins up. And finally, Jose says Niners win easily. Oh, Jose, I can't tell you how much I hope you are incorrect in that assumption. So that's everybody's hot takes. Um, some interesting ones, as always. I think it's really interesting how many people are just we're just riding the Tua train. Everybody wants to see Tua, and it's understandable. That's the future of the team, and everybody knows it. So you know, everybody wants to see him play, and I and I get that. I you know, I'm going to be honest. I hope that we don't see him because that means that Ryan Fitzpatrick is continuing to do a good job, and especially now that Austin Jackson is out, and he's going to be out for at least three weeks, probably even longer with his spot on the IR, it, uh, I think, is really important that we have to be very careful with Tua. That that fact that now the offensive line has gotten a little bit weaker, it's gotten a little bit weaker on the side where uh, Tua's going to be a little bit vulnerable, uh, you know, you got to be careful about that. And so I think the fact that Austin Jackson is hurt means that I think Brian Flores, who's already quite clearly being very cautious with Tua, is going to be even more so as we move forward here. And I mean, but who knows? Then again, maybe there's a possibility that Julian Davenport comes in, fills in for Austin Jackson, does a great job. And, you know, they feel comfortable and confident and they can bring Tua in and let him do his thing. But like I said, I, I my my gut tells me that this is going to be a significant weakening of what has been a very solid offensive line this season for the Dolphins. And in that situation, it makes you just need to take an extra step back and, and pump the brakes a little bit before you put Tua in there, if you're Brian Flores. At least that's my thought on that one. We'll see what he decides to do moving forward. As for my prediction on Sunday, I expect this to be a pretty tight affair, but I think the Dolphins are, you know, listen, they've got an advantage. It's just like the brain said, San Francisco is beat up right now. They are, they are in, you know, pretty rough shape. A lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, some injuries on the offensive side of the ball as well. Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back in. He has proven that he is not quite the quarterback that San Francisco thought that they were getting. But given the kind of play that they got from C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins, they're probably very excited to have Jimmy Garoppolo back for this one. So I'm expecting that San Francisco is going to bounce back a little bit, but I think they're going to have some success running the ball. And it's going to be Jarek McKinnon uh, and, and Wilson. They're going to give the Dolphins more than more than a handful. And if the Dolphins can 
lock down that running attack and make San Francisco beat them in the air, then I think they're going to be in good shape. Dolphins getting Byron Jones back this week. That's going to help the secondary. Igbenogany is not going to have so much pressure on his shoulders to be the big guy. So I, I, I think there's an opportunity there for the Dolphins. They need to be able to stop the run. And if they can do that, they will have some room for success. Just on the other side of the ball as well, I think there is the, the San Francisco secondary is ripe for the picking. And I think we're going to see Ryan Fitzpatrick airing it out. And as long as he's making his reads and making his throws, I think we're going to see him be a lot more successful than he was last week against Seattle. Now, for for my prediction and what I think is going to happen at the end of the day, I I think it's going to be a tight one, but I think the Dolphins are probably just going to fall a little bit short here. It's a tough, tough thing to do to fly across the country and get a win out in San Francisco on the other side of the country. And it's just one of those things where until they show me that they can do it, I have a hard time believing that they can or that they will. And so I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game by a score of 27 to 21. The Dolphins just going to come up a little bit short in this one. So that's going to wrap us up for this different kind of preview show for the Dolphins and 49ers game, but we will in fact be back after the game. We'll probably end up recording on Monday because immediately after the game on Sunday, you know, if, if you're South Florida sports fans, you are probably going to be watching that Heat game immediately after the Dolphins game on Sunday to see if the Heat can fight all the way back to force a Game 7 in the NBA Finals against the LA Lakers. That's what the brain and I are going to be watching on Sunday night, so we're going to push our recording and let that happen on Monday instead of on Sunday night. So we'll be in your feeds late Monday night or early Tuesday morning, whenever you listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be. And yeah, that'll wrap us up. So again, just another reminder, at Amplified to Rock, at Aaron the Brain, at Same Old Dolphins, that's on Twitter. And make sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com each and every day, your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. There's some great preview columns, some great podcasts up there on the site. So make sure you're checking it out every single day. Until Monday evening, Everybody, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest of all teams. We take the ball from-